Hello and welcome to Penalty Box Radio here on ESPN 1025 The Game. Justin Bradford, Glenn Blackwell, producer Kenny, as always, taking care of us behind the glass, wearing that awesome Michigan hoodie. Come on now. I'm Come on now. You know, you know what's going on. Oh, right yeah. Now. I know what's going on. All right, folks. I, I won't bore you with X. I know probably 97% of you couldn't care less <laughs> about go blue this is true but that's okay but it's okay but kenny I'm, and i have a thing going on y'all do i'm outnumbered over here oh, oh. sorry bulldog i'll just let y'all have your little moment we will oh, we will bulldog. your eyes just lit up and but like, but do you know which bulldog <laughs> i was about to ask you do you know i thought you were a georgia bulldog no no the other one okay in the sec <laughs> okay. we're good. We're good. he's like oh we're good oh we good we good <laughs> All right, folks, welcome to Penalty Box. We have a great show. We love keeping it local, and tonight's guests are going to be Luke Shankly, the captain of the Ravenwood High School hockey team. They are doing fantastic in G-Nash in the high school hockey league here in Nashville. And then Scott Wren, good friend of the show who hasn't been on in a while, but so glad to talk to him because there's a charity game uh, coming to Fortnite Center Bellevue on Friday. I'll actually be playing in that game. As well. Look at uh, you. So it's a great benefit. Great benefit there. But first, let's talk about the Natural Predators. They they went up to Detroit, and they came out with a day win. <laughs> How long have you been thinking about that? No, it really just came to me. I'm sorry. I was like, were you laying in bed last night? Like, oh, this is good. This is good. No, I don't pre-plan <laughs> these things. They come out, and then Peyton Turnage makes fun of me. That's just, that was a good one, though. I like that just, one. I mean, some people didn't like some things on Twitter last night when it came to uh, the Predators and the Red Wings. <clears throat> we'll mm. touch on that in the last uh, segment here. But National Predators, it's it's been curious to see because going into this game, I was kind of thinking, you know, this could, I don't want to say a trap game because so many things can be trap games, but you just hope they didn't underestimate the Red Wings because of what happened last year Mm -hmm. against Detroit. Mm -hmm. This year, Detroit is a totally new look team. I mean, they're at 29 points. They're in a wild card spot right now, even, even after the loss, still in a wild card spot. Early to mention that, but it just gives you an idea where they're at in the standings. That they're a young team without much pressure on them, and so I was concerned how the Predators would come out against that type of Detroit team if they would underestimate them. I know head coach John Hines even mentioned that they they have to understand that it's a different Detroit team, that they're hungry, that they're performing better than expectations, I believe, as well. And they have a couple rookies that are just fantastic. One of them was thinking, hey, if they could drop all the way to the Preds, it'd be great, and didn't even get close uh, to dropping that far in the draft. But it was a, a good win against Detroit. A 5-2 win, a solid win uh, over the Detroit Red Wings where they're able to hold those rookies in check. And the scoring, if anything, too, is also what stood out to me because they're able to get the puck around two guys like Ryan Johansson, Roman Yossi with a fantastic fantastic breakthrough Ooh, the defense yeah. type of goal uh nick cousins ellie tolvanen with a tip in goals he's starting to heat up finally it looks like getting a couple mm-hmm. goals the past few games and then dante fabry sealing it with the the empty netter and you're seeing guys can a little bit more of the depth scoring as well which is important but they went and took care of business even though it got a little chippy at times as well too what stood out to you if anything about this game glenn I think I just saw a lot of – I mean, they dominated possession. They had control of this game. And I appreciated seeing, like, a Dante Fabro three-point night. I think that was the first of his career. Um, you'd love to see Ellie Tolvin. And, I mean, he's talked openly. He even said – I think it was last week – I played the best hockey that I've played so far. And I think everybody just kind of saw it coming eventually. Mm-hmm. Everybody was just kind of waiting for that moment because, um, you know, the team has talked about his – scoring chance generation playing without the puck and so it was kind of just that moment of oh we're glad you got that you know (laughs) um but I did I saw a lot of control 
I saw a controlled team controlling the game, um, dominating possession for the most part, and you'd love to see Romagnosi being Romagnosi. So I feel like it had a lot of the parts that you're looking for um, for a well-rounded team. You're not just seeing one person trying to you know, carry this team on their back anymore. You're seeing, like you said, you're seeing depth scoring, um, and that's something that I can appreciate. And oftentimes, like you just said, sometimes teams can, can underestimate their opponent, right? Mm-hmm. And they, they tend to play to that. And we didn't see that with the Predators. So they either took what John Hines said seriously, or even if they were playing <laughs> down, they still played a really good game. <laughs> and this was another one of those right before, right before warm-up started, give the announcement that Matias Eichholm was out, mm-hmm. goaltender Yusuf Saros was out, Matt Benning out due to an upper body injury, and those were non-COVID-related um, illnesses. But obviously, those of you that have been around for a little bit, <laughs> first, first associated Detroit and chicken noodle soup from many years ago, the chicken noodle soup game, which is the game that happened after the team visited Detroit. And I think there were out five players, five or six players in that game. And they ended up whooping up on Pittsburgh with a lot of calls from Milwaukee. Mm-hmm. But Connor Ingram got called up to back up David Riddick. Uh, you saw Harper get in, finally Myers get in as well, too, as a third pairing, which made me instantly go, I <laughs> get a little nervous. But I <laughs> got a little nervous there, but everything worked out. Everything worked out. And that's, and that's what, that's that's what you love to see, right. honestly. You love when, to see When it. you see the lineup change at the last minute and you're thinking, oh, man, are they going to be able just to roll into this lineup and, and not just squeak by and win a game, but actually win a solid game? And they did. And that's got to be something of a confidence booster for this team oh, and sure. for the fans to see um, that when you get a little apprehensive and nervous when you see those lineup changes and they still come out on top and do well, mm-hmm. um, that's very promising. And now they're heading over to the New York metro area and taking on the New York Islanders who are still winless in their new building which remember we, we discussed oh, that yeah. a few yep. weeks ago mm-hmm. when before the Islanders came into town about how exciting it was going to be to be in the, the new building, UBS Arena there too, which I hear is beautiful, but they still have a win there. So the pressure is on the New York Islanders team mm-hmm. to get a win. And the back-to-back there, go to New Jersey, and then they have the Rangers. So it is a week where they're playing teams that are obviously a little hungry. You have, I think the Islanders game is going to be one of those ones where obviously the, the Islanders are going to come out wanting to get the win. They just haven't been able to string things together. You know, they've had COVID problems. They've had some underachieving problems. They just have guys not performing well. New Jersey Devils obviously have plenty of young talent. You have the P.K. Subban factor in there too. And then the Rangers are one of those teams as well. That's overall, they, they that should be a good game too. So this is one of those road trips as well that could be very telling going into a Tuesday night versus Calgary. Oh, Tuesday night versus Calgary. Oh. And you remember those from years past? <laughs> oh, please don't be Justin a stinker. Has, Justin has sleepy eyes at the thought of oh. a Tuesday night game oh, against Calgary. Tuesday against Calgary. The worst when it comes Yawn. to scheduling. What are you doing, NHL? Stop <laughs> doing Calgary in, in Nashville on Tuesday nights. It, it shouldn't be a snooze fest given how Calgary's been this season. No, it shouldn't. Uh, but come on. So let's look at the standings, though, with the Nashville Predators. Pleasantly surprised at this point in the season uh, still, and I think that's going to be kind of the theme overall, that they're still performing above where I thought they would be. Currently third in the Central, but Mm -hmm. when you also look at these standings, too, at 29 points, it's kind of a 
interesting layout because the third place team nashville is at 29 points haven't played 25 games then you have colorado and dallas below them at 28 points with three games in hand winnipeg only a point behind same amount of games so there are three teams behind nashville by only one point so the difference between third place and sixth place is one point Mm -hmm. which is kind of very telling of like you said they're a little bit above where you thought they were going to be right but could easily be exactly right that could change every game counts we know that we Mm -hmm. we look at the end of the season and what could happen at the end of the season you look at every point matters that you you don't want to be that person that's always upset for any loss yeah any loss stinks but when you get to april and you're like hey remember when they lost in overtime and there's a one point difference it's it's that kind of factor yep exactly right there so just curious to see how this the rest of the road trip's going to go and I think we touched on this before, but this is really weird. I know Christmas is one of them. To not have Saturday games. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, they, they get that win over Montreal in overtime, which Philip Forsberg, good Lord, p- mm-hmm. drop the stick, pick up stick, score a goal, win in overtime. <laughs> How about that? But the 11th and 18th, no Saturday games, but two back-to-back Thursday and Friday. That is throwing me off to have Sunday games, Friday games. It feels so weird. No Saturday games. Because then the rest of the week, the days following – you're thrown on those days yeah because it doesn't it just doesn't fe- it sunday doesn't feel tuesday right. thursday friday yeah. <gasps> what is going on i just don't know what to do with this and then then you have the the back-to-backs there's three back-to-backs this month mm. that's that's a lot of hockey that is a lot of hockey and that's what teams have to be ready for that you know the olympic break no. oh boy just, i don't know what to think about that i <laughs> I, I really I, I do not like these compressed schedules I know. I don't like them. It's, it's tough. too much. It's so much hockey. It's tough for everyone. It's t- it, I can't. The players well, too. For them, I being banged up like that. I mean, I can't wait to see the vacation photos from guys that don't go to play for the Olympics. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what was it, Arvidsson before, where he's with the, the the pigs in the Caribbean? Oh, I miss that. That's like my dream is to go to the Exuma and swim with the pigs. By the way, I think Arvidsson also posted where he's at Disneyland oh, my with the gosh, kids. Stop. <laughs> like. The perks of living in L.A., right? right? Ugh. I mean, it was, Ugh. It'd, be nice, <laughs> it'd be nice if we had Opryland. Ugh. Remember, remember when there was Opryland? There was a theme park in Nashville. Remember that? I remember that. It was it was pre-me, but I do remember that. <laughs> <laughs> it was. Well, folks, we do have a fun show. Lots of local hockey talk coming up. Really excited to talk some G-Nash, which is high school hockey here in Nashville, and then a charity event coming up. Uh, brought to you by Nashville Fire Department hockey team there. So up next, we're going to have Luke Schenkel. He is the captain of Ravenwood Hockey. They're doing very well in G-Nash right now. So let's talk to him up next here on Penalty Box Radio, ESPN 102.5 The Game. And welcome back to Penalty Box Radio here on ESPN 102.5 The Game. Justin Bradford, Glenn Blackwell, producer Kenny, taking care of us behind the glass. And up next, we're getting Luke Schenkel on the line here. But let's talk about Gene Ashglin. This is... This is a interesting season because the standings are not what I'm used to seeing. And I say that because Ravenwood is atop the standings tied with Montgomery Bell Academy. Mm-hmm. But I'm used to seeing Montgomery Bell Academy and Brentwood being atop the standings. And it is seeing some new blood up there. Ravenwood with 24 points out of the 14 games played. They finished their first half of the season. Montgomery Bell Academy as well, uh, 24 points. And Brentwood and NBA, I know, played last night at Florida Center in Bellevue. Brentwood just one point behind. And there you have two games in hand, so they could surpass both of those teams but it's interesting to see that and then centennial uh 
little bit of behind there, but at 16 points with two games in hand. So it's it's good to see some new blood. Yeah, in there. it's always it's always fun when you go back to the to the old rivals, right? Of, right. Oh, here we go again. But it's also very exciting when you have a season where yeah. you're like, you know what? Let someone else be on top. Yeah, and I, it's it's shake things up a little bit. It does shake you things know? up a little bit. I mean, Ravens scored 98 goals, only 32 against. Okay. Season. Yeah, it lets the it lets like Montgomery Bell not get a little too comfortable every year. You know, we don't want you to get too cozy. That's right, JP. That's right, JP. Don't don't get too comfy. Don't get too comfy. But uh, it was a huge crowd at Fortnite Center Bellevue for NBA Brentwood. I mean, the rematch. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's 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 a huge game right there. So it was, it was good to see there. And Luke Schenkel, who's going to be joining us, is the leading point scorer for. Uh, the Ravenwood Raptors with 27 points in 14 games. I mean, 10 goals, 17 assists. What, what would you else oh. would you expect from a captain, right? I know, right? Nothing less. Nothing less. Nothing less. And I mean, right behind him is his teammate Liam Powell with 26 points uh, in those 14 games, 14 goals, 12 assists. But it's it's good no to see. No big deal at no all. No big right? deal. I mean, geez. <laughs> and they've been able to rock it out with three different goaltenders too. Oh, that's I mean, talk about depth. Yeah. And so, I mean that's why they're that's why they're on top right now. That is definitely why they're. We on talked top about right depth now. in the first segment. <laughs> We've talked about it a lot. You got depth here too with G Nash. We absolutely do. Well, let's discuss a little bit while we're waiting to get Luke on the line here. Uh, Kenny's trying to get. Him. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, uh, we did tell him Central Time. <laughs> oh yeah. Is there a time difference between here and Brentwood? <laughs> I don't know. Sometimes in traffic, it feels like there might be. Oh my gosh, for real, right? Takes to get out there. Oh my goodness! But looking at the rest of the league, Montgomery Bell Academy obviously has the top point getter right now. That's a let's see, Cooper Green, thirty three points and only twelve, thirty three points in twelve games, and then Joseph Simonic with Juliet Greenhill Lebanon, thirty two points in thirteen games. Being over two point per game players, that's pretty impressive. I know, and they're doing it. They're doing it while they're students. That's what's always blown my mind. Right. Um, is that it would take enough for me just to be able to do one <laughs> I know. one aspect of that. But they're also doing it while they're being productive in the classroom and social events. It's kind of impressive. Right. No no kidding. No. Hey, Kenny, I'm sending you an email right now that hopefully is probably the same phone number. But we're going to try to get Luke on the line here. <laughs> <laughs> just in communication with their folks and, and trying to get him on the line. So, again, Gene Ash is is the greater it's the the greater Nashville area scholastic hockey, and they play games at all three rinks here in Nashville: Fordyce Center, Bellevue, Fordyce Center, Antioch, and Centennial Sportsplex. The league is almost done with their first half of the season because obviously going to exams and and the holiday break and everything and they'll start back up with a with a reseeding and everything too and and just make that push for the championship in the springtime uh, but it's always a lot of fun to go out there if you're an alum which i'm sure plenty of you listening are whether it's live radio or podcast that you're an alum of one of the high schools that plays here mm-hmm. go out and support these these teams it is so much fun to go out there and especially when you get a rivalry game like brentwood and nba mm-hmm. the student body shows up and it's a lot of fun it is a rowdy atmosphere and that's what you want to see for the growth of hockey is to continue to see these kids go out there and play their hearts out for their school yep and have a great atmosphere i mean obviously it's not like minnesota yet mm-hmm. but that's how the sport will continue to grow is exactly. by people going out and supporting it you don't have to be a student or a parent to go out there you can be a member of the community and go out and support your alma mater and speaking of growth um one thing that this brought to mind i 
listened to a podcast of one of my favorite comedians, and he's from Nashville, and he still lives here. Um, and all three of the people on the podcast are from Nashville. And they had, they had Graham Kay on, who's from Canada, right? So he knows all things about hockey. And he talked about, you know, how he was basically born with skates on. And they talked about how in Nashville back in the day when they were growing up, you know, there was one ice rink, which was Centennial Park, and that was it. Um, and so it's it's interesting hearing that even just a few weeks ago, listening to that podcast and them talking about how in Nashville there was only one ice rink, and now you're saying that these high school are playing on three different – and so it just reminds you of that growth. I mean, we're always striving, and we talk about it all the time. You want more growth, and you want more growth, but when you stop and look at how far the city has come – it's pretty impressive, and it makes me it just made me super happy. I was like, "Oh wow, yeah!" At one <laughs> point, that was all that anyone ever knew of an ice rink, and now there's multiple options for these students. And right, I, you just love to look back and think, "Wow, they really have come a long way," and to think where you're going to be in the next ten to fifteen years. Well, especially with the rink going in in Sumner County. Exactly. I mean, I mean, there's already more development and more growth. Yeah, I mean, you have teams that play. High school hockey located up in Sumner County, which is going to be huge, too. I mean, Hendersonville, Beach, Merrill Hyde, Station Camp. Uh, well, they're partnered with Summit and Page, so it's a little bit different. But you think what's going to do for the growth of those teams up there, mm-hmm. that's also going to be closer for those in Mount Juliet. Yep. In Lebanon and Green Hill. And it's just going to help develop more teams. So I, I, I know I've said this so many times, but if you want a rink in your area, you've got to talk to your local representatives, your your council members, your mayors, things like that. So, you know, Williams County, I know you've been doing that, but keep on pushing them right there. And then Sumner County, it's worked. Wilson County, keep on pushing. And you know the Predators are going to be involved in some form or fashion. Clarksville is going to have mm-hmm. their rink, their arena yep. opening up shortly as well. And it looks like we do have Mr. Luke Schenkel on the line. Luke, thanks for joining us. Yeah, thanks for having me. Sorry about that. No, all good, man. So you know you get to blame your mom, right? <laughs> <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> it's okay, Miss Schenkel. I, we we got to figure it out when it's all good. We got Luke on. So, man, we've been just been hyping up Gene Ash and your team, Ravenwood, who is number one in the league right now. How does that feel? Uh, you know, it feels pretty good from the past. You know, I haven't been up there, but it's nice to be up there this year. So uh, that's what feels different. It's a change. So that's nice. It's always good to have change, and uh, it's different, so that's nice. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly what we're talking about. It's it's different. It's a good different, too, to see Ravenwood up there at the top. And, I mean, you guys, 98 goals so far in the season, only allowing 32, while being able to rotate three different goaltenders, having that depth as well. What does it mean for your team to have that kind of depth and to have that kind of confidence to know that you guys have offensive power but also are going to be able to stop the pucks from going in? Yeah, you know, it means a lot. Um, obviously, we have great goaltenders, great defensemen. Um, our goalies back there have been killing it this year. We got really, really, really good goaltenders this year, and uh, just great defensemen overall. We got we got a bunch of new great freshmen. Our seniors have been killing it this year. We got uh, Ethan Delorge and Sam Lila on defense, and they've been killing it on defense. So that that helps a lot helps a lot for the goals again. And Luke, Justin mentioned you are the captain of this team. So I have to ask you, what does a leadership role like this mean to you? And how do you want to positively impact um, the players around you? Uh, yes, man. Yeah, you just obviously just try and get out there, go out there and give it my all and just give 100% intensity and leave it all on the ice to uh, try and win. 
I love it. And having a few years under your belt, along with this captaincy, what is one of the most beneficial lessons that you have learned just in team sports that are probably going to stick with you throughout the aspects of your life as you continue to grow and develop? Yeah, I mean, especially this year, I feel like I've learned a lot. Uh, I can't, we got some new coaches this year, and I can't give enough credit to them. Uh, this year, they've been really, really focusing on playing three periods. So, playing the whole game, that's one of the main lessons I felt like I've learned, just trying to play the whole game, play all three periods, put three periods together. So, I feel like that's one of the important lessons. And just like anything in life, you got to give it 100% the whole time. You can't only go half the time. I mean, it sounds like you have a future coach we're talking to right I here, know, too. I love that. That's, that's, why, that's why he's the captain. <laughs> Again, Luke Schenkel, he's the captain of Ravenwood Hockey, joining us right now. And you mentioned the coaches, uh, Patrick Higgins, uh, the head coach, Mike Driscoll, and Bruce um, Makasak, the, the assistant coach. I probably butchered that name, and I hate doing that. But what is it like playing for those guys? And, I mean, you talked about it a little bit right there, too. What has it helped you being under this coaching staff to adjust your game to where you're the leading point getter on the team, uh, but also just moving up the rankings as well personally? Personally, I know hockey players don't like talking about themselves all the time, so how do you see how they've helped your teammates too? Yeah, I can't give enough credit to them. Coach Higgins and Coach Mack and Coach Driscoll done such a good job this year. Um, I can't emphasize enough. They've really The whole whole uh, kind of vibe of practices has changed. and Intensity has just increased rapidly. Like I, I just can't give enough credit to the coaches this year. Yeah, absolutely, man. And so this season being a little bit different, everything, and obviously closer back to normal, too, for you guys, how excited were you to start this season as well, knowing that it was going to be a little bit more normal than, than the previous season, just given how there are restrictions and everything, too, and you guys could actually go out there and do things, have fans uh, in the buildings again as well. I'm sure that just helps feed when you can have family and friends being able to be there to support you. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, it's been a pleasure. And, uh, Getting to have everything kind of back to normal has been amazing. Just kind of, uh, don't have enough words to describe it. It's, it's, it's stunning, you know what I'm saying? Absolutely. No, we, we get it. So one of the segments we do whenever we have a player on here, especially for the first time, we do a lightning round to get to know you. And I'm sure you got prepared for this. But we, Glenn is going to have some get to know you questions because we want the listeners to get to know you. I mean, you're the captain, you're the leader of Ravenwood, and also give some material for your teammates to make fun of you on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Luke, we'll go easy on you. What was the last song that you listened to? Ooh. Um, I don't know. Uh, probably a Luigi. All right. Okay. All right. There you go. Your favorite sports team growing up? Uh, definitely the Predators. Love it. What is something that you always have to have in your refrigerator or your pantry? Uh, peanut butter. Mm-hmm. Yes, what kind of peanut butter? It's <laughs> very important. Uh, like the, crunchy or Peter, Peter Pan type. Peter Pan. Okay. okay. Smooth or crunchy though? Uh, smooth. Okay. All right. That's very important. <laughs> uh, very important follow-ups here at Penalty Box Radio. <laughs> okay, do you prefer texting or talking on the phone? Got to go with texting on that one. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. All right, your favorite candy? Ooh, I'll probably have to go with Skittles on that one. Okay. Taste the rainbow. Taste the rainbow. All right, so if you found yourself at a karaoke spot, what would be your go-to karaoke <laughs> song? I, say, I think I'd go with American Kids by Kenny Chesney. Okay. Oh, yeah. That's a good one, yeah. That is a That's, good one. I like that one, yeah. 
How many hours of sleep do you need a night? Uh, I'm a big sleeper. I need. I think I gotta go with like eight or nine. I I try to get it, but a lot of times I don't don't uh, make it all the way up to that number. He, he's a growing that's, young man. He needs his sleep. Yes, I need my sleep. That's how many nights. That's how many hours I require too. Um, tea or coffee? Um, tea. I'm not a big coffee guy. Okay. Okay. Sorry, I, I do. I have one. I want to throw in mm-hmm. sports drink flavor. What sports drink flavor do you typically go for? Oh, uh, probably fruit punch. All right. All right. One more, Glenn, before we okay. gotta go. Would you rather cuddle with a baby penguin or a baby panda? Oh wow! Uh, <laughs> Hard hitting questions here. <laughs> I think I got to go with panda. Okay. All right. There you go. Bring him a stuffed animal panda yep. to the next practice, boys. <laughs> <laughs> Well, Luke, we appreciate you joining us and being able to talk Ravenwood hockey and getting to know you a little bit better, man. Best wishes on the rest of the season. Yes, sir. I really appreciate y'all. Thank you, Kenny. <laughs> <laughs> All right, folks. That's Luke Schenkel, the captain of Ravenwood Hockey Club, uh, doing great things. Make sure you go and watch these teams play. Fordyce Center, Bellevue, Antioch, and Centennial Sportsplex. You can go get your fix of high school hockey there. Okay, up next, Scott Wren of the National Fire Department hockey team will join us about a charity event coming up this Friday. At Fordyce Center Bellevue, Penalty Box Radio, ESPN 1025, The Game. Welcome back to Penalty Box Radio, ESPN 1025, The Game. Justin Bradford, Glenn Blackwell, producer Kenny, with the jams. He was jamming back there, Glenn. <laughs> all day long, baby. All day long. All or day all day. night long. All day, all day. night. True that, true that. All night long. Sing it, Justin. Remember, remember when that was the Preds Victory song? That was a long oh. time ago. Oh, my gosh. That brings me way back. Way back. That was back it's early 20 I've... teens. Yeah. Yeah. 20... Good times. <laughs> oh, yeah. 20 teens. Or tens. Tens. Whichever. All right. Good friend of the show. He always gives us some good questions and topics to talk about. He's been in studio with us before. He's been a friend for so long. Scott Wren of the National Fire Department hockey team joining us right now. Scott, how's it going, man? Good. How are you guys doing? We're doing great. We're doing it's good. good to talk to you again. It's been a while. Yes, it's been it's been a long while. We said that as soon as we got in studio tonight, we're like, it has been way too long, honestly. <laughs> way too long. Way too long. But but you guys with the Nashville Fire Department hockey team are involved in so many awesome charity events uh, and so many just different things to, to, to bring awareness to so many different events uh, and charities. What's coming up this Friday night uh, for you guys? Well, we, we do our uh, annual Christmas skate. And uh, we started a couple years ago, and it uh, started with uh, us playing the uh, all-women's hockey team. They're called the X's, and it's a complete women's uh, tournament hockey team. And uh, every year we pick a different charity, and this year the guys kind of got together, and uh, they knew something that was true to my heart and uh, something I'm big on, and that's the uh, helping the different animal shelters around Metro Nashville. And so we're doing the Metro Animal Care and Control. We're trying to raise, uh, uh, get some food, some dog and cat food, or even treats, dog or cat treats. And uh, that's your entry fee. That's all you got to do is bring that. And we're playing in Bellevue, and we're playing the X's. So it's a big charity game. And uh, we, have a, we have a particular guest skater with us this year. Uh, oh hopefully he'll lead the team in scoring this year. Do uh, tell. Do tell, Scott. <laughs> well, it's a big, this guy's big time. He's okay. He, yeah, yeah, he's huge. Now he got a little hurt the other night skating. Uh, I'll he be fell good. down a couple times, but uh, Scott, I think you have to understand. Fine. I think it'll be fine Friday night. Uh, but uh, penalty box is on. Mr. Justin Bradford's going to skate with us. And Scott, you just have to remember: sometimes skating is hard, right, Justin? Oh, it's, it's hard. Just, Falling's it's hard. Hard. You said falling you, is harder. Yeah. He said he's a. I am a big guy. He, <laughs> 
Yeah, that ice is slippery. Very. I need to get my skate sharpened something fierce. That's yeah, yeah. But no, and, it, it, the guys on the team are the one who picked it. Uh, Josh Lackey, who has been helping me out this past year, great guy. Um, the leading penalty minute holder in, in every league he's ever played in. But, uh, he he's the one that suggested, say, hey, let's do this for Metro Energy because he knows it's something I'm big on. I am always about clearing the shelter, especially for the holidays, and that's what they're trying to do there, Metro Energy. Metro Animal Care and Control. Yeah, and that was something that we wanted to talk to you about, just basically just to shout out to y'all for doing that. Obviously, you know, Justin and I are huge animal lovers, animal advocates, and so we were kind of curious about where that partnership stemmed from, and I love that you guys all kind of went together on what was important to everybody that's involved in the hockey team, right, to clear that shelter, um, because it is so important, um, especially this time of year. So we shout out to y'all, kudos to y'all for doing that. Um, And from a personal perspective for you, um, what does it mean to you, not only participating like in the moment, right, of the fun, playing the game at these charity games, but what does it mean for you seeing the ripple of positive effects that come from being a part of something like this that changes the lives of those around you, whether they're furry friends or they're people? Well, for me, because you know, I've been running a team for so long and I've been doing the, the different charity events, it's extremely emotional, you know, especially, you know, when, when you're taking care of somebody. I can remember doing a couple of charity games through the years for different individuals, either firefighters or even citizens of Nashville. We've had a couple of them that were injured and hurt that uh, the, the guys on the job made. And we do a charity game for that particular family. And you'd have them there. And just the emotion off that, it's something, it's very rewarding. And it's very closing. You know, uh, Craig Calveca, who's been with me from the start of uh, the big tournaments and the charity games, he was the one that put one together, and we played Baltimore after a Preds game one time. It was for a, a young family whose child was injured that he made the call on. It was just a closing for him. So it helps him, and it helps a lot of the firefighters and paramedics predominantly with their PTSD. And that's the great thing about sports and hockey in general is it helps with that. So for me, it's extremely rewarding, you know, as a supervisor, as a captain with my guys, I want to know if they're going to be taken care of and same with the guys on the team. Absolutely. And again, Scott Wren, National Fire Department hockey team joining us right now. Uh, holiday hockey game coming up this Friday, December 10th at 8.30 p.m. at Friday Center Bellevue. Uh, they're accepting dog or cat food and treats at the door. That's your admission fee to go and support this as well. And you said they're playing, or, or we, since <laughs> we're going to be skating with you guys, <laughs> are going to be playing the X's. Uh, what's it like to play against them and, and how excited are they usually to be a part of this as well, too? Because it's always fun to see. And I know some of them that skate on that team uh, as well. I'm familiar with them and seen them at the rink plenty of times for too. Oh yeah, I mean I, I've got to know them really well. I've actually got to skate with them uh, last spring. It was a co-ed tournament in Louisville, so I got to. They invited me up to come play, um, and it's just so much fun. They're, they're so energetic on the ice, and they never stop. They keep coming at you. You know, even if they've got a ten goal lead, you know. Um, I, I just want to say this past Memorial game we played them. And that's the first time, I think it's seven games, my guys have beat them. Oh, boy. So yeah, oh, boy, yeah. Justin's a little nervous really now. <laughs> I mean, they're really good. So it's going to be so much fun. And they're, they're a great group of gals, and they're really big on our charity events. 
we met him at a tournament. We played against him in a tournament, and we became friends. And I knew right there that we had to include him. You know, when I started, I, I moved here in 96 when I got hired by the fire department. And I never would have thought, A, the fire department would have a hockey team. There was like two of us at the time that skated. It was retired, now retired Chief Jim Holzmer and myself. But who would have ever thought there would be a full female tournament team? And now they've got a league. They've, on yeah. Sundays, there's a complete women's league at uh, Centennial Sportsplex. So I think the growth of the game is great. And you've got to include them. You've got to show that how much hockey has grown here in Nashville. We're becoming a big city, and I, I think it's great to have them out there. And like I said, they're so energetic and so much fun. You're going to have a great time skating against them. Um, they don't mind putting a body on you, so just uh, be ready for that. Oh, no. Scott, I do wish, though, that you could see the expression on his face right now because he has this nervous smile laughter thing going on that whenever you said that it took like seven games <laughs> for y'all to be able to beat them, he's like, oh, he went from oh, no. he went from really excited to oh okay this might be a little I'm a traffic code. <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry, hey, I'm, I'll be the oldest guy and gal for that matter. I'll be the oldest person on the ice. Uh, you can skate Friday night, so I'm just a mobile traffic cone. I'm I'm the lazy guy that moves up and down the ice. Oh boy, and, well uh, I'll be a body. Uh, yeah. Got that for you. <laughs> yeah, what what you'll hear in the locker room? I'll tell my goalie, you've got one job. And that's it. The rest of us have multiple jobs. You have one job. Oh, boy. And you're going to get a lot. Your, your job's going to be very busy tonight. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, exactly. It's going to be a good workout. That's what I'm looking forward to. <laughs> that's a good workout. Up. So if you, wanna, if you want to come see me embarrass myself, too. that's what I'm going to be doing. I've, I've played with you guys. I think the last time I actually skated with you was in the, the small ice outside of Bridgestone Arena when Mace yeah. was out there as well. That was fun. Yes, yes. <laughs> we, we had the uh, – when we played the um, – it was the two military teams. It was the Bombers and the uh, Hockey Saves. That's right. Which is now playing the seventh element. Yes. Right. Wow. And uh, that was a fantastic, fun, fun event. Uh, I'd really love to do that again. Oh, we, we got, hey, we just got to talk to Chris Mason and Hal Gill, right? We can make it happen. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but get those two guys involved. We'll, we'll make it happen. Well, well Scott, we, we really appreciate you joining us. And uh, I, I'm really excited. I'm really excited. And I'm so thankful that you invited me to come out and skate with you guys. That, that means a lot to me that you thought to include me. So I'm really looking forward to it. Well, we've been waiting a while to get you out there on the ice with us. And uh, we're glad to have you. And uh, you're going to have a good time. It's a fun event. It's a holiday event. And uh, the very next day, we'll be at uh, the shelter trying to clear the shelter, actually, uh, through some of the monies we've raised mm-hmm. through our uh, uh, shirt sales and, and uh, the jersey auctions through the Predators Foundation. So we're going to clear the shelter hopefully Saturday. Awesome. And uh, those treats and those food will help do that. So awesome. I, uh, the two, Friday and Saturday combined, we'll hopefully we'll clear the shelter. Love Sounds that fantastic. so much. Well, thank you, Scott, for joining us. Thank you for all the work you're doing to, to, to help those that are in need, to help those animals in need as well. And, hey, we'll see you Friday night, man. Thank you. And uh, great job, and I appreciate you guys having me on. Absolutely.
Folks, Scott Wren, Nashville Fire Department hockey team. The holiday hockey game coming up. Nashville Fire versus the X's December 10th. That's this Friday, 8.30 p.m. Fordyce Center, Bellevue. Remember, your admission is dog or cat food or treats at the door. And that's going to benefit Nashville Animal Care. That's that's what they are on Twitter. Mm-hmm. Um, the MACC, uh, they care for 6,000 pets a year with the help of dedicated volunteers and foster parents. They're Davidson County's only open admission shelter. So it's to benefit that great organization there, too. Come on out see me get embarrassed on the there's ice no, there's no ticket cost to watch no justin t- get embarrassed you just need to bring some food or some snacks for these animals priceless. that's, that's, that's price <laughs> dang, get it from both sides shoot all right well up next <laughs> bringing back the segment dumb things said on pred's facebook which I am thrilled because I don't know about this one. <laughs> as well as a few questions that came to us on Twitter. That's up next. Penalty Box Radio, ESPN 1025, The Game. Welcome back to Penalty Box Radio, ESPN 1025, The Game. Justin Bradford, Glenn Blackwell. Producer Kenny, mm, always with a good choice of songs. Come on now. Mm-hmm. Always. Always. Mm-mm-mm-mm. Oh, yeah. I'll spare doing the background vocals. I know. I, know. I want to sing, too. I want to sing. <laughs> Nobody wants to hear that from me. So tempting, though. Well... Let's let's just go ahead and start it off with uh, the dumb things said on Pred's Facebook. How about that? Let's How about that. that? Okay, so I know some folks have been frustrated with fo- with games being on ESPN Plus. It's interesting, okay. but <laughs> as a season ticket holder, this not being able to watch the game at home tonight is BS. Forget you, Disney. Except it wasn't forget. Oh. <laughs> ESPN Plus is so accessible. Like it's it's yeah. cheap. It really is cheap. I know people want to pay more subscriptions, da 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 da, things like that. But then I already pay big bucks for season tickets. I shouldn't have to pay for away games. Doesn't matter if it's a penny or a nickel. Not nickel, a nickel. Stop. <laughs> we shouldn't have to pay to watch. Y'all realize <laughs> <laughs> you have to pay to watch the games. It could be cable, or it could be satellite, or you could be stealing but, it somewhere. But yeah. either way, there is a. It is not free to watch. There's it. still an exchange of funds. Like for- it is not on antenna-based television. I am so. This just not. And it's not. It hasn't been, and it's not going to be. Not in Nashville, and most cities have regional providers. So I'm sorry, you don't want to pay a Nicole. <laughs> Which, how do you pay in a Nicole? Who I don't is, know. I, don't, I, need, I need to know. I, I don't know. But man, I, you know, I mean, <laughs> okay. on. Then, some folks have been frustrated in the Preds groups, even after wins and mm-hmm. everything too. But, I, as many of you know, I am an admin for the largest Predators Facebook group out there that I created back in 2006 mm-hmm. when I was still in college. <laughs> and... This person is expecting administrators to monitor this group 24-7 like it's a paid job. Oh, like it's your full-time job. Like it's a full-time job to monitor every single post and every single comment. So, and I quote, for a group of 30,000 and only only having 53 new posts, not posts, new posts a day, it's, wrong it's, not that hard to keep up with. It's not that hard to keep up with thirty thousand people in fifty three posts when and you comments can't even a day. Spell right in your own post a day. A day. <laughs> a day. A day. Do you realize how long it takes to scroll through comment threads on a Facebook post? 
when you're also living your own life, working your own job. <laughs> yep. That right there is the dumb one that had me rolling and peeved yeah. today of expecting more. And I even said there's a report button for a reason. So you're just saying you don't want to do your job. It's not my job. It's a no. group. It's a group. Admi- that you created if you don't like it, hit the report button. Ago. And if you don't like it, leave and do not announce your departure. Because bing. this is not an airport. Bing, bing <laughs> bong. Okay. Anyways, on to our good cues. to get that off your chest, huh? A little bit. <laughs> uh, if you haven't seen also uh, Katie Strang from The Athletic about the, the coyotes might get locked out of their building mm. on December 20th. They don't pay a ton of money <laughs> to the city of Glendale. Unpaid state and city taxes. Yeah. What, $1.3 million? Yep. Yep. So Katie, Katie J. Strang on Twitter has the article on The Athletic. Go and read that. Okay. Questions. Let's go ahead and get to this one from Jack Woods because I'm so sorry I messed this. I was thinking The Power of Love by Huey Lewis in the News and then Glenn went Celine Dion and, and it threw me off. And then air supply cover. And I, it, was, it was a lot. I got thrown off. But this one, which song is more catchy? September by Earth, Wind & Fire. Or Get Down Tonight by Casey and the Sunshine Band. September by EWF, 100% for me. We 100% agree. I love that song. Get Down Tonight is so catchy and probably going to be like, you know, dancing to it in my car on the way home. I love that song. Earth, Wind, and Fire, it's hard to beat for me. I love that song. Uh, Peyton Turnage, what's saltier, the Dead Sea or Detroit? Oh, Peyton. So... I'm, I, I don't I'm know where y'all feel on this. <laughs> I, no, I think I think Detroit because all four sports teams unhappy with the tweet the Predators sent out, which was in response to someone trashing the city of Nashville, who has a blue check mark. Okay, so you have to tell me about that. I missed this. I missed the Twitter feud. <sighs> it was what? So you know what rhymes with Nashville? Trashville. This is from a reporter or a quote unquote oh. reporter. So this is where this question stands. And, from. and the it. Preds replied back with this coming from someone that lives in Detroit. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, sure, they, they they replied back with the same energy. They matched the they energy. They matched the energy. And a lot of Red Wings fans, well, Detroit in general fans did not like this. And I know there's plenty of folks from Detroit here. I'm one of them. I was born just north of Detroit. Uh-huh. This is a clever chirp. A lot of folks did not like it. And I understand the, the, the meanings of why some folks may not like it. But that was certainly not the intent and of the person the, tweeting this. Yeah, that is the nature of the social media accounts. You notice a lot of the banter back and forth between all the right. teams throughout right. the league. and It went viral. It's just pretty funny when... It went viral yeah. because the Pistons, the Tigers, and the Lions all tweeted oh, about it today. Oh, see, I missed all. This is news for me. Yeah, your job's going to keep you pretty news busy. For me. Um, so I'd say Detroit's saltier right now. Okay. I'll go with Detroit then, because uh, yeah. I just learned this. Uh, only have a f- few more minutes here, but James asks if GMDP, so General Manager David Paul, had a redo. Who gets waived instead of Pitlick? I would go with Grimaldi. Mm, that, I just the way things are right now. Yeah, yeah. no, He's that makes Milwaukee. perfect sense. Yep. Yeah. Okay, this one from Dennis. Do you think Gremlins is a Christmas movie? Yes. No, I don't. Oh, come on. I think that it has Christmas in it, but I don't think it's a Christmas movie. I mean, but it's a story about, you know, getting control of the raging. (laughs) Yeah, but the story is based on getting control of them, not necessarily Christmas, right? Yeah, but I mean, you can't have a Merry Christmas if the city's destroyed, so you have to save the city. No. We're not going to agree on this. I already know. I'm not. But I do want to go watch Gremlins because I think they're cute. When they're sweet, they're cute. This one comes from Alex. Who would win in a fight if they fought? Tanner Janot or Jordan Tutu? Jordan Tutu just on Smashville Live. I know. That's why I'm like, I don't want to disrespect Tutu this way. Here's my answer. I think in their primes, 
So I would say, well, Tanner Janot right now and Jordan Tutu in his prime, I think Jordan Tutu oh, would win. Okay. Okay. And it's, I know Tanner Janot's a big dude. If there's not a takedown, if it's a straight body. up fight, straight up fight, I think Jordan Tutu because he would go fist pumping action. That's true. Which you don't typically you was, don't see anymore, really. Yeah. Like you said, in his prime, like it doesn't even matter how big of a body you've got against you. Right. He, he was. Yeah, okay. he was probably going to knock you down. Last one we get to from Elizabeth, and we might have to explore this even more. Uh, but when players go to Milwaukee for short-term assignments, how do their living arrangements get handled? Does the team have a place for them to stay? Do they use hotels? The Preds handle travel arrangements. So teams have their own folks that handle travel arrangements for players. Uh, the, in Nashville, uh, definitely gets handled for those that are getting called up, especially or even those that may be here for a while but not permanent on the team. But yes, it's typically hotels, sometimes extended stay hotels. So they have a little bit of a kitchenette uh, they'll be be situated in, but it really depends and varies on the situation as well. They'll have travel taken care of, um, rides taken care of, things like that. But yes, there are people within these organizations that make sure the players are taken care of so it, it without a hitch. There's no stress. On the player to, to travel. They don't have to that, worry yeah. about it. It is yeah. arranged for them, so they don't have to worry about it. Um, obviously, direct flights are most important <laughs> with all that, too. So That's but, a very yeah. good question because that's something that you it don't is. think of often. Yeah, but they definitely handle the travel. But yeah. It's a lot for them it's to, a lot. to do, and they, players can't have that on their plate. So. It absolutely, absolutely is a lot. But that's a great topic. We'll have to explore a little bit deeper into that. Mm-hmm. If we miss one of your questions, so sorry. We'll try to get to that again. Keep them coming. But for our guest, for producer Kenny, Glenn Blackwell, um, Justin Bradford, if you missed anything, go to penaltyboxradio.com. Subscribe to us on Spotify, Apple, Google, wherever you get your podcast, And we will talk to you next week here on Penalty Box Radio, ESPN 1025 The Game.